Believe in yourself. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 220, and it's, uh, I think, a, it's going to be a good show, I think. I think it's going to be a good show. Well, that's only your opinion. Yeah, but everybody's opinion is my opinion. That is true. That is very true. But I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing this, this afternoon? Woo! I'm doing great. And I still haven't tweeted on the year. Yeah, he hasn't tweeted I'm still for tweetless year. for 2015. Yeah. So, But definitely go follow me, though. Yeah, you could follow him. Or you could follow Marking Out. Yeah, at Marking Out on Twitter. I am doing awesome as always. I'll get that out of the way so Dave doesn't have to remember to ask me how I'm doing. Well, how are you doing? What are you doing? Any normal human being would be like, oh, how are you doing right off the bat? But no. Well, I mean, considering that I asked you off the air how you're doing, what are you doing? No, you didn't. You didn't ask me off the air. No, you didn't. You were just sitting around yelling, Bo, leave! No, I was yes, not. Yes, you are, and it's no. clear and apparent because it's going to open the show this week. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, okay, it's not you. That's no, not me. I, I live recorded it. It's Bo Dallas doing it. It is? That's you saying it, so I don't oh, know Oh, I thought that me. you were just saying it, though. No. no. It sounded like you. No, it didn't. It sounded just like you. Just uh, like not you. really. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. No, not really. I don't know what you're talking but about. But don't you think everybody should be liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out? Yes, I think they should because one like means that you really like us. That's an awful saying. That doesn't even really? make sense. Yeah. Is that? Huh. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, if you like us, you like us. They like us. I don't know. Mikey likes it. So. No, he doesn't. Yeah, that's no, true. he doesn't. Mikey doesn't like it. But uh, I guess we should move on to some fan questions and comments this week, shall we? Shall we? Uh, first up, we have one from at Nick Matocho saying, All right, having just watched Raw, I gotta know. How do you feel about the Sheamus and Ryder match? That whole thing pissed me off. Nick, Nick, Nick. You're looking at the trees and not the forest. I thought that that was amazing. Ryder got his name mentioned numerous times. He got to really put over Sheamus uh, by, well, by selling uh, his ability to sell his maneuvers, especially with that um, flop that he took outside to, to the outside of the ring. Ryder was a great choice for that. He, I was a big fan of it. Though I don't know. I just have... I just have weird questions in my head that what? like so, like things don't add up all, all like all together where this match happens and then John Laurinaitis has that picture that got tweeted out with Johnny Ace, Scott Armstrong, and Zack Ryder. Why was Scott Scott Armstrong there? 
Johnny Ace, what is he doing there? I mean, is he, I guess maybe he's always backstage at shows. I'm confused at your confusion. I don't, I just, I didn't understand why they tweeted that picture. That was weird. So what did you think about the match? The match, I guess I'm fine with it in uh, the long run, but I don't know. Maybe he'll be, a, maybe this was his out. Maybe this, maybe this will lead to him being a trainer on Tough Enough. Jeez. <laughs> why did you say cheese? I, I actually think it's a perfect match for him to be in, especially with Sheamus on this entire, um, he's large, like all these other smaller uh, wrestlers dealing with their heights and everything and how much taller he is from everyone. I think that Ryder is a perfect choice from that. And yeah. Yeah, and awesome. I think and and I we've probably been saying it since day one of the show that Zack Ryder sells moves really well. Yeah, him it, and Slater it, are the best at it. In the company today, there's not many people who you can look at past having a really great match of wrestling and saying, Oh, this was great, this was great, this was great and look at just the person taking the moves. And the way they take the moves and the way they land the moves and everything. And they're like, wow, that's that's really great. You know what that means? No? Is that confusing to you? I don't know. No, that is not confusing. Yeah. But uh, next comment is from Robert. May or may not be too late. It is not too late. But what do you guys think about Paragon Pro Wrestling getting on Pop TV in June? And you could go follow Robert at Dude Felice. So... I want to know. I want to know how they have this quote-unquote international TV deal. If I've never heard of them, and their number one guy is Jesse Sorensen, there's something that's not quite adding up to national TV deal. It's like maybe they paid Pop TV. First of all, I've never heard of Pop TV either. Yeah, I don't know Pop TV. So I've never been to Las Vegas, so I don't even know if that place exists. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it's really anything. I don't think much of it i don't think it's going to be like a lucha underground and have like an underground following um yeah, yeah. i don't see it being like that at all I, I honestly the only thing that i can think is that they paid for a tv slot which is fine whatever you, I mean, yeah I, I i think the same thing it's not it's pop tv it's not going to be national exposure i don't think well well no regardless we which is one Pop TV is a TV station that that is broadcasted to a national level. Mm -hmm. I assume. I mean, just because Cablevision doesn't carry it, maybe Time Warner does, or Dish, or Directv. I don't know. I guess I don't. I just don't think any think much of it. I don't think it's going to be anything even close to a TNA level, which is not. I mean, it's still a top level TNA. Yeah, I, I don't think, especially with people like. I've never heard of almost everybody on that roster, so... Oh, I don't even know the roster. I just knew Jesse Sorensen. I think maybe Joey Ryan was there. They said guest, uh, Lisa Marie, whatever, um, Victoria. Lisa. Yeah, Tara from TNA, Victoria from WWE. Oh, uh-huh. But she, she's probably not going to be wrestling. She's probably like an autograph signing or something. Yeah. Where did you see the roster on their website? It says coming soon. I saw it was like the first original like press release or something. This was a while back. And I've I've been meaning to bring it up on the show and I kept forgetting, but Huh. About that. About what? Nah, I just can't find it. Yeah. Well, up next we have a question and comment from Ryan Davis. So I'm planning on asking this girl out on Tuesday. 
after she says yes, because of course she'll say yes, should I hug her and quietly whisper, listen to and leave comments or questions for the Marking Out podcast on MarkingOut.com? Also, what's the most ridiculous way you can think of to promote your podcast? Not the best way, but the most ridiculous. Oh, Extreme Rules on Sunday. Kane turns on Rollins, but Rollins still retains. Big whoop. Um, what do you think is the most ridiculous way to promote your podcast? Hmm. Maybe if we can go down to South, go down to South Beach or some sort of a beach, maybe Venice Beach or something, then we could uh, have Brandon without his shirt on, and we could like write across your body. Marking out and on the back, like pro wrestling talk for pro, uh, whatever it is, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans or uh, our website or something. That would be pretty awesome. He didn't and say awesome, you, like, he said ridiculous. Yeah, no, that would be ridiculous too. Just have you like pretty much spray paint and write all of your body to promote us and then have you run up and down the beach or walk really quickly. Right. I was originally going to say at a funeral. But I think, well, no, not ooh, because at funerals, people talk. So it's like, that's not really ridiculous. People are like, oh, hey, what are you up to these days? Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, so-and-so died. Yeah, but that's not like, think of it like just a wild way that you would promote. No, no, no. But the most ridiculous one that like the most plausible ridiculous one would be at a wedding where you're not even like the best man or anything, but you get up there and give that speech. And that speech is all about how you do a podcast. And you plug in, you plug the podcast, and uh, I gotta you say, don't even mention, you don't even mention suck. What? Uh, How does it, it suck? That he's asking for ridiculous. I don't, I don't. They're not ridiculous, really. You having you paint your body and run up and down a beach. Now that's ridiculous. And I, I can't, I can't. I don't think that the wedding thing is just like. It's a I dick don't move, but I don't know. But maybe if you go into the wedding, some sort of a way. Like no, a, I don't care about making no, a, a no, extreme. no. You need an entrance. No, you don't. You need all the eyes. You're, you're already the guest at the wedding. Oh, maybe if you were the priest or the rabbi at the re- at the wedding. Dearly beloved, we are here gathered to and then witness. just like rip off the mask, kind of like Eric Bischoff style. No, you don't even you. need that. And you're then just, you're like, "Yo, marking out." No, you're doing the wedding. We're we're gathered here to join Sarah and Jim in holy matrimony. And what you're going to want to do now is follow at Marking Out on Twitter and go to their show, MarkingOut.com, listen to it. Oh, and by the way, you may now pronounce you, I may, I pronounce you man and wife or whatever you call it, whatever. So is this before or after you rip off the mask? There is no mask. I'm not, I'm the priest and you're here a little three minutes too late or whatever that went. That's the Eric Bischoff. Oh, that would have been good, though. What? If that's how I did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. All right, so we'll get you a mask and we'll work on something. Like prosthetics or like lucha? I don't know. (laughs) I guess, do you think anybody would hire you if you were wearing a, maybe in Vegas? They probably would. Get you into, uh, to pronounce a a wedding? Dude, I should become an ordained minister. Yeah, we could do that. Can Jews be ministers? Yeah, why not? Isn't uh, Gene Simmons? Is he? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Dude, I, I think people would pay to be married by a lucha, a guy in a lucha mask. But you would have to promote marking out at the same time. Well, they got that. They got the marking out special. 
Yeah, they get a shout out on the show. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So what do you want to speak about first? Uh, let's move on. I don't know. You want to do Monday Night Raw? All right. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. So Monday Night Raw, you were there actually. So right off the bat, how, yes. was, how was your experience there? What was... It was uh, how'd you have, what was your journey going there like? Journey going there was good. I went with our friend Josh. Uh, Josh Lastman. You can go check him out and his improv comedy shows whenever they come around. So you can also go check him out on face on uh, Twitter. Go follow him at Van Dam Breaks You. Uh, yeah, his improv shows are very funny. Well worth seeing. Around SummerSlam, he should be putting on a few ones that have a few pro wrestlers and notable names involved. That's where the hookup for this Monday Night Raw came involved. We ended up getting comp tickets with for from Dolph Ziggler because they do improv together. So very cool. Go check them out. Uh, and you can follow him again on Twitter, Van Dam Breaks You. Everything was, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to see pro wrestling at a different place that wasn't uh, the Coliseum or MSG. Or, it was, just, it or was very Barclays small. Center. Yeah, it was very small. Really? Yeah, it was what, definitely what was the, weird. What's the arena's name? Uh, the um, Time, Times Union Center. Oh, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, it used to be the Pepsi Arena. Yeah. Um, but it's very small. But it's cool. It was, it was nice. It was very easy to get in compared to everywhere else. <laughs> what does that mean? It was easy to get in. Well, it was the such a there was like no hassle. We went to the will call. We gave them the name, picked up the tickets without just showed ID. That's it. It was like a one two. As three. opposed to what? Like what else would you have showed? No, but it was like a three second deal. Getting through That's security was nothing. Is. Wait, I'm confused though. Why did you have to show ID? I I didn't. He oh, didn't. okay. But <laughs> overall, but it was just easy to get in. There was barely any security. Uh, um doing any of those checks that usually they'll run that like a uh, metal uh, device. What is it? A wand. Yeah. They'll run that <laughs> through your, uh, around your body. They, they didn't do any of that. It was just pretty much walk right in. Well, I guess upstate, you know. Yeah. So you <laughs> could just walk right into there. Yeah. That's um, interesting. But it was cool though. We had tickets right next to the stage and it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. I was uh, watching it for you. Uh, it was disappointing. Really? Yeah, because I knew I could have been there if only I asked Josh what, when he was coming I home. I told you to speak to him and you Yeah, didn't but what, by the time I spoke to him, he was already on the way to you. Exactly, so. and I told you a while before that no, to speak I, to Josh. No, that wasn't possible. Yes. We didn't speak to each other until later on. I was in the movies. Yeah, and you could have called him. I was in the movies, I said. Yeah, but you still had an entire day to give him a call. No, I didn't. By yeah, the time didn't. I... You could have called him outside at, when you got out of the movie. No, by the yeah. time I, I texted no, him and you, dude, you you messed up. No, by the time I got out, I texted him and you were already he was already on no. the way. No, yeah, that is false information, Brandon. You lollygagged for so long. By the time no, by oh, the time I don't know if I should go, David. By the time I, I got home, I don't do no, I don't know. No, Maybe by the time no. I got home, there was no, no way to contact him. Yeah, so no, you're wrong, Brandon. It's on you. The only person that prevented you from going is you. Yeah. So let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. K. 
kicked off with a Randy Orton promo. Yeah, he spoke about how dumb Seth Rollins was for choosing the stipulation he chose, which I still, I mean, clearly it's not on Rollins, because, like, we're not stupid. We know yeah. who it's really on, but, I mean. Plus, I mean, the steel cage. It's not like we haven't seen the uh, J&J security breach uh, steel cage before. Well, that was Orton who picked the steel cage. Yeah, it was Rollins who picked no RKOs, which that is, I think, stupid. That is like you could have. I said it last week. You could have had any stipulation, and they they were like, no, we're gonna make Rollins say no RKO. Yeah, whatever. you could have That's had fine. him tie. A, I feel like it would have been more sufficient if he said like, you have to have you have to tie your hand behind your back, or for me, it's a one false match, but for you, you have to do two out of uh, you have to get two pinfalls or something. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like Rollins should have done something more like uh, uh, sneaky and slyish. You know what I mean? Like it should have been something more. Uh, you have to be handcuffed to the rope. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. But then, how do you pin him? You gotta. How do you even get him down? Yeah, I think that there should have been a little bit more than that, though. But Randy Orton cut this promo inside the steel cage and. That led Seth Rollins and J&J security to come out. And Rollins ended up saying that he's better than Randy Orton, regardless, which is now two, of the steel cage. And Randy Orton said that he's going to RKO a lot of people tonight. Yeah, it was uh, very cool. Very cool. Up next, Uh, we, we were supposed to see Dean Ambrose taking on Luke Harper. However, that went to a no contest due to both of them going to fight in the crowd and around the ringside area. That was really disappointing because we really wanted to see a legit match going on. Right. And they gave us the furthest, farthest thing. Furthest or farthest? I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> they gave us the it's like uh, I'm, I'm really I'm, farthest I'm, thing from a, a match. I was gonna they say probably, I'm, I'm good with English, but there's just some of the, some words that are just like nope, can't tell. Yeah, you the sometimes like, that. and then you end up overthinking it, and you're like, wait, am I wrong? It's like, is it lay lady lay or is it lie 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 lady lie? No, I don't know what that is. It's a Bob Dylan joke. Nobody gets it. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was disappointing. Yeah, but uh, and even more disappointing, I think when Luke Harper tossed Dean Ambrose off the stage, it was one of the most least effective things I've ever seen. Yeah, I was looking around the stage and I'm like, no one's going off the stage. There's no tables. There's no cardboard boxes that they have. There's nothing. So I knew no one was going off the stage. No, and I mean, you clearly didn't know that because Ambrose did go off the stage. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He landed on his feet and ran. Yeah, but that's still getting tossed off the stage. No, it wasn't a move off the sta- stage or anything like yes, that. Yes, it he was. Didn't do, Luke, it Harper, wasn't a Luke Harper no tossed one took a Dean off Ambrose, the stage. right, but he tossed him off the stage and he rolled into it. So that's still taking a, that's no, still a move off the stage. No how is that not a move off the stage? There's no bump. There's, there's, there's no, no bump. Dave, how is it that not a, a move? Poor, it was a poor spot. If, if, you if, even just said that it was dumb. It, it was least effective, but if, if Luke Harper jumped off the stage and landed on his feet, that's still doing a move off of this, the stage. A failed attempt. It's not a failed I, attempt. Irish whip off of the stage. I don't know. I'll let you introduce the next match, though, since you always say I don't allow of you Of course. To. You asked me the day that I don't write them down because I figured that you stopped asking wow, me. Wow. So, but that. I know who was in it. 
because I was there. <laughs> so and that's kind of funny because I was writing the names down and I'm like, I don't have to write down who's in this match because I know for a fact Brandon's going to interrupt and just reiterate who was in this match. <laughs> so I'm just not going to write down their names. And First of all, I never that. reiterate. I'm always the... No, you always reiterate. No, exactly. I'm always the first person to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you reiterate that it's the new day. So, so it was Lucha Dragons versus New Day, Big E, and uh, Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods. Ever Xavier Woods at ringside. Yeah. Um, it was a good match. It was fun. Um, a lot of action going on. Yeah, New Day. Picked up the victory via countout, though, to become number one contenders for the tag team championships. The crowd hated it. I loved it. I, I like the uh, little guy versus big guy stuff between Kalisto and Langston here. Yeah, I was a fan of that. I really, I was a fan of the end of the match though with the countout. I love that. Well, even even before that, during the actual match, Sin Cara, Kofi Kingston looked like he was about to do like a tornado DDT to Sin Cara. And Sinkara caught him and did like a tornado northern light suplex, some some sort of move like that. That's what I'm gonna say it was. And that was a really cool move. I've never I don't recall ever seeing somebody do that, but I'm oh, sure we have. But at the end of the match, uh, Xavier Woods grabbing a hold of I think it was Sinkara. Oh, that's that's what you were a fan of? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you were a fan of the Lucha Dragons hitting the parallel moonsaults. No, no, no. I, I was a big fan of the end of the match yeah. where he was – where that's why the countout was a countout. Yeah, it was Sinkar that Woods held Sinkara's feet. Yeah, I thought that was great. I mean it just solidifies them even further as heels using these heel tactics. This is, this is the match that I got into a little hot water. <laughs> really? <laughs> On Twitter, yeah. Can you – do you want to explain? Well, yeah, absolutely. I have no problem explaining. It's because Michael Cole – I, what do you? What's your opinion? Should should regardless, which is now three, which we we haven't used that word that often in a while. Which but, word? Yeah. Okay. But do you think that if you're working for a company, you should know everybody's ring name if you're going to be referring to them by their ring name? Yes, one hundred percent. Especially because that is the uh, the product that you're putting out there. Like so that I, is the person that you're trying to sell to the audience and to the viewers of. Your television uh, television show, you don't have on any other TV show. You don't have someone come out and say, "Oh yeah, this is this person." Even Look, it's it's, not it's, them. it's it's Jacques Morris. It's like no, it's Zach Morris. Yeah. Do you want me to go around and ask my friends if they saw Jacques Morris on the TV show the other day? <laughs> no. You want me to say Zach Morris? So I tweeted out in basically probably all caps because I was pissed off. Like I am every single time a name is said wrong. Normally for Michael Cole, it's either Naomi or uh, – which is Naomi by then. What's her name? Naomi. Or uh, or Xavier Woods, which they – the whole commentator team – commentated commentary team sometimes says Xavier. I don't know whether or not it's Xavier or Xavier – for with the way Woods pronounces it. Xavier, I'm fine with because it's cutting the name short. Instead of saying Xavier, not, you're saying Xavier. But that's Xavier. not his name. If, I'm, if, I'm fine if with I'm the hearing name, Xavier But Naomi Woods, is not Naomi. Right. It's too, like, it's not like you could say that you're cutting down the name short. Like you're I, just abbreviating the I name a little bit. I don't know. Naomi, Naomi. If I'm not allowed to do it, they shouldn't. 
So I complained about Michael Cole saying Xavier instead of Xavier, and Taz chimed in and said that I have no idea how much stuff is getting fed through the line, basically, in the in his ear, which I don't have any clue. But I just think, and, and at least some people came to my defense in this situation. Some people, uh, some people jumped down my throat. But I mean, yeah. there's there's no. I mean, really, I, I honestly, there's no disrespect there to Taz at all because I, I and any commentator because I know it's a very hard job. And, yeah, but um, who, who's who's Axel Rodden to chime in and kind of gang up on you? Axel Rodden, really? I, I mean, I don't think he was really ganging up on me. I think he was just saying that people don't know the pressure that they're under when and like he would know. Because he's been on WWE television on commentary so many times. Right, but... Yeah, but go with that, job, buddy, and do something with your life. But with that, and then, like, some people would be like, oh, Michael Cole's terrible, blah, 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 and I even... I was like, no, Michael Cole isn't terrible, and I think he's... Michael a, Cole's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was like, I, I, Michael Cole's really good at his job. I would just... I just want him to pronounce names properly, which Taz said, yeah, I hear you, blah, 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 but... It's all know, because... I guarantee you that if you speak to Taz in person, you would be you would be able to get him to understand you even further, because that is the product that you're displaying. And, and that's what telling. that's what also sucks is, and I also and it sucks even more because it's like, yeah, it's. I mean, you could look at our profile and be like, oh yeah, marking out, put a bunch of marks, blah blah. They don't know what they're talking about, but it's like you can't really. You can't really say what you want in 140 characters. Yeah. So. But but on the same terms, you don't try to sell a Hershey bar as a Nestle uh, bar. That's like that's not the same thing. All right. Exactly. It's not the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, but that, no, that's not the same situation. <laughs> no, it's completely the same. You don't sell a Hershey bar and say that it's Skittles either. No, you don't sell a Hershey bar as a Hershey bar. No. That's what it is. So. No, it's both. No, you, but I like yours too. You know, yeah. come on, you like mine too. Come yeah. on. Yeah. No, you came up with a good example too. Good job. <laughs> but uh, anyway, after after that match took place, even uh, Randy Orton came out and attacked New Day. Hit some RKO's there. Yeah, I messaged you. I don't know if you saw me or no. I did see it, and, and I, I did respond to you. Okay, then I skipped your response. It it was this. It was not the the what I saw was what you saw. But I wasn't sure if, if it was okay. Kofi Kingston or Randy Orton. I was going to push all the blame onto Orton. However, uh, you can't really tell because the camera cuts away. Yeah, I, I think that Kofi didn't get enough air on that at all. Like when – I mean when he did do it, he like kind of – he didn't push himself up. He pushed himself out. It was – well – It's weird. It, I don't know. I don't know how – It was just a bad spot in general. Um but yeah, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not in this situation. I'm not putting blame on Kofi or Randy Orton. No, but if you if Kofi gets, but if I had to put is, blame, I if can't. If Kofi can't gets even. pinned on Sunday, you know who got the blame for it, <laughs> right? So yeah. Uh, next up, you had Fandango. That, that's not right, David. That's not right. Fandango. Yeah. Axel Curtis Axel. That is Curtis Axel Ron. Um. What a this theme song. The, well, listen, the, that, that's literally that's the only thing to to note is that when Fandango won, they played the newer theme song, which 
I can't even tell if they meant to do it so it'd get people to Fandango when the first theme song hit. It because, could, honestly, it, it could be. I wouldn't put it past. It would be very smart to do. Which is, that's my thought. But the reason why I can't even officially think that is because they cut to, they were cutting to the rematch. Uh, not the rematch, the replay. They were showing Fandango come down, do the leg drop. Mm-hmm. And that's when his music started playing. So I can't tell if that was... So maybe that was their thinking. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was an honest mistake. Maybe they were just testing out the crowd to see how they would react to it. Right, exactly. So, But obviously people were more into the older theme song, the right. vintage theme song. Yeah. Uh, Michael next, Cole all of a sudden? Huh? I said, who are you, Michael Cole all of a sudden? Are you saying that I should be in the Hall of Fame? No. Oh. You should be uh, in the, the shout-outs Hall of Fame. Really? No. <laughs> you. you got so excited. Thank you. Ruh. That's so awesome. All right. Everybody that's listening finally knows that I'm in the uh, Shoutouts Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're joined by Bill DeMott. Great. <laughs> Don't knock Bill DeMott. Screw you. <laughs> I, I did not knock him. <laughs> yeah, you said great. Yeah. I'm, yeah, awesome. Speaking of Bill DeMott, though, <laughs> up next we had uh, Triple H out there to announce Tough Enough. which segue, though. Yeah, which starts on June 23rd. Um, which is 60 days from now. From now? Yeah, so I don't understand how 60 days is enough time to look at all the videos that people submitted. It's easy because they already have those wrestlers picked out. Which, that's what I think. I think that they told people to even submit the videos once they had the cast picked out. Uh, and, and, to, and to submit the video so it looks like, oh no, we actually found these people on YouTube. Who's the who have you seen that you did like what uh indie wrestler have you seen? I mean I just saw big O's, but I don't know. I'm sure yeah, there's tons I've, of them. I've seen I saw like two of them that I recognize uh three. Um what's his face? I saw uh, the one guy, but I don't know who his name what his name is. Uh WXWC four wrestler, Mark Maverick, I think his name is. I don't know. Um and then Dylan Bostic. Dylan oh, I Bast- saw I saw him. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. I guess an indie wrestler. <laughs> like he's he wrestled in OVW, but he has like m- like thousands or millions of followers. Millions? No, okay, maybe not. But he has a <laughs> lot of followers. Oh, and they I saw. Legit, they legit like retweet and favorite everything that he does. I saw a chick who was on uh, the she. I think was it the Diva Search. Amy was it? Her name was Amy, maybe. She she had like a, a quick 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 stint in WWE in like 2007 I want to say, huh? Oh, I see. I saw one from a uh, Lufisto too. Oh, but like, aside from these indie wrestlers putting their videos on YouTube to submit their to submit their application for Tough Enough, there are a lot and a, like I don't want to to rain on anybody's parade, but like. Come on. You're like 300 pounds, even maybe 400 pounds sitting there cutting promos. And it's not like you're – it's going in circles. They're not good promos. You're not athletic. Yeah, nothing is scripted at all for these people. And you can tell that they just like press recorded – recorded. They just press record and went for it. They're like, why should I be a WWE superstar? Since the same was, reason why the other no, person. No, well, 
Well, they, but they're like, since I was a kid, I had one dream, one passion, and that was to become a WWE superstar. Yeah, so did everyone else, buddy. But what, like, if that was your passion, where where are you today? Working at CBS. Like, what are you doing? There's wrestling schools all over the world. Are you at a wrestling school? No? Then don't say it's been your lifelong dream if you're not at a wrestling school. Yeah. I mean, There's... I guess you can say it because it can be your lifelong dream, but... I mean, if you're just an average Joe Schmo fan, don't, submit a, don't even bother submitting a video. If you want to get somewhere with the WWE, don't submit a video with them. Apply to work for them. Not as a wrestler, but doing something. So I, I shouldn't submit cooking with Brandon? No. Also, well, people. Oh, no, that's different. People. Because you're not a wrestler. Uh, no, yeah, I am. Eat the wrestler. The <laughs> no, wrestlers. There's also uh, a limit. Uh, like, people aren't looking at these restrictions. <laughs> yeah, that, how long are, are these videos supposed to be? I think it's supposed to be like a minute-long video or something, and people are submitting like six-minute-long promos. Yeah, don't submit an over-one-minute video. Not everybody's also, Enzo Amore. Yeah, plus also I've seen that the ages from 18 to 25, but I'm seeing mixed stuff about that, of what they're looking for. Maybe that's just like unofficial what they're looking I for. I think on the casting it says 18 to 25-year-old men. Yeah. But I don't think on, on the Tough Enough website, the rules just specify you have to be 18 years old or older, and if you're not, then you need parental, um, what is it, okay, from your parental unit? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be 10 men, 5 women. Are you Really? Yeah. That's going to be the show. 10 men and 5 women. And at the end, there's going to be one male and one female winner. Or just one contestant. No, I think they said one male and one female winner. Did they? Yeah. All right. So. so, but I'm like, so what? If every week, I guess every week it goes by, um, a woman doesn't have to go home every week. Like they go by the men and the women, like every other. I'm something. assuming it's going to be a big, a big group. Like, yeah, because I mean, if you're only only going to have five women, you can't yeah. send a woman home every that's, week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it has to be like a men's week or a women's week. Um, but I don't think that's that's not. Was that how it went when Tough Enough I, first? I, I feel like yes, and then it changed to. I also kind of feel like no because there were so many people who who like left the show and then like they go weeks without eliminating somebody because like someone left on that week. One or two people left per week. I feel like, but yeah. Um, overall, I'm excited for this. It should be really cool. Uh, I hope it's not like the last Tough Enough where it was like a, a joke. Oh no, that was NXT. Um, oh, I was like, what do you mean like a joke? Yeah, I thought that – I confused No, you remember that. last – Tough Enough was good. Last Tough Enough was uh, Andy Levine or Andy Levine one. We we saw yeah. him at the Nassau Coliseum that one time. Did we? Yeah, he didn't wrestle or anything. We saw oh. him – Oh, well, we saw him afterwards checking into the hotel when we went to go eat. I don't remember. Yeah, we went to go eat and uh, he was checking in and everyone's like, oh my god, Andy from Tough Enough. And I'm like, yeah – yeah, we'll see where he is in a year, and look what happened. Um, but which sucks. I, that's what I also I hope I don't. I mean, I hope that if WWE finds somebody from uh, for for no, if they find somebody from Tough Enough, I hope it's not one of those things where it's like, yeah, here's your contract, we have you, and then like, oh, actually, we can't do anything with you. Where they, I where they get released right away. Yeah. 
I can definitely the, see them doing that. I mean, there are there are people that came from Tough Enough who who turned out to be people big. John Morrison. Yeah, John Morrison. You got currently they showed on Monday Night Raw. They have Miz and Ryback. Even though Ryback, I believe, was fired after that, or like he was hired and then fired and then rehired later on. Mm -hmm. So, Bogeyman. Yeah. I, I mean, but he, but yeah. he he lied about his age. So, yeah, that was still one of the best scenes. They're like, "How old are you? What what year were you born?" And they were like, "And what year does your application say you were born?" <laughs> <laughs> Josh Matthews. Who else came from there? Tons of people. Yeah? Yeah, Jackie yeah. Gata. Yeah, but she's no one. What do you mean she's no one? She's a wife and mother. <laughs> she's a caring and loving <laughs> wife and mother. Um, um, who else? Kenny King? Oh, yeah, Kenny King. Um, I don't know. Off the top of my <laughs> Go head. Go through the Ring of Honor rest, uh, roster. Yeah, I don't think sure so. you'll find two. I don't know about that. Kenny King. Well, that's TNA now. Maven. Where's where's he? Where's he these days? Bouncing. He's yeah, not, he's not teaching anymore. Yeah, he's a bouncer. New York City. If you can book two two wrestlers to be on the show, one male, one female, who would you book to be trainers or to be on the actual compete on the show? And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna eliminate Big O from this because obviously it would be you'd pick him. But let's go. Like like. Who else? One male, one female. Uh, and try not to pick like someone too large where they they would like see the submission video and be like, eh, no, he's too much of a name. Well, I don't even think that they're going to submit a, a video or anything, but I went across it. No, well, yeah, that's true. But I was going to say that I don't, I don't see Joey Janela submitting a video, but I would absolutely love to see him. On tough enough because he's yeah. he's so out there. Yeah, he's yeah, but I don't know. Maybe blue pants. Does she, can she can she do it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it says on the application, "Have you ever worked for us before?" So that's like a check off yes. But I'm currently not employed by you. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm an independent contractor. Um, yeah, but so is everybody. Yeah. Hmm. So can Zack Ryder submit his video? <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard, don't know. I That's heard, a good choice with him. I, I heard rumors. Lance. Yeah, that would be cool. Lance Onowahi. Yeah. I heard rumors that Virgil submitted his video. Do you think he'll make it? I hope so. That'd be hilarious. They're like ring veteran. <laughs> ring, I feel like that'd be like veteran, top central skit. Ring veteran and wrestling superstar on Tough Enough. What's his name? Oh, it's Virgil. We can't call you that, though. That, that's already taken in WWE. Do you think that there, there's any wrestlers that coming back to WWE would submit? Well, like, I, I said that the that chick, that woman that had her like little tiny stint in WWE once before, who who oh, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she said that she was fired for what rumor websites wrote or some shit. I don't know. So, I mean, I guess you can if you if you it, there that is the option. That's why they say it on the website. Have you worked for us in the past? So if you see if you're listening and you see any like uh, I guess known wrestler. Or well, uh, fairly well-known wrestler tweeting out a video of it. Share it with us. I'm curious to see if how many people we recognize submitting videos. Yeah, gut check. We knew them all. Pretty <laughs> tough, much tough enough. It's hard to find the videos. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like going through the videos and I'm not seeing too many, and I'm kind of surprised. I feel like a lot of the wrestlers that we do know would submit videos, but wouldn't make it out. 
I, I would have known that they did. I honestly don't. I, I think I could maybe name a few off air that would, but I don't think I like. Really... I can see Bowens submitting a video, uh, Anthony Bowens uh, submitting a video, but not putting it out there on his on his Facebook or Twitter feed because he doesn't want to hear it from everyone. I honest, I don't know. You That's, know what I mean? Like I, I do it. I know what you mean, but I don't like, know. I, I can't see. There's a lot of people I can't see submitting videos. Yeah, like, a, like Joey Janela, I can't. I would never see him submit a video. I can see him submit a video. I, I, I definitely could. I can't see like someone like Alex Reynolds submit a video. I don't. I don't know. I don't see him either. But yeah, I, I see Joey before that. But who belongs in NXT? I could tell you a whole list of people. But. <laughs> yeah, Tony Nese is right at the top. Yeah. I, I mean, alongside so many others. Yeah, a bunch but, of people we named already just before. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, after uh, Triple H announced Tough Enough, um, Kane ended up coming out to quit, and Triple H wouldn't let him. They emailed, been emailing him, texting him, and everything. Seth Rollins came out and said, "Let Kane quit if he wants to." And Kane said that they could have made anyone champion. It could have been Dean Ambrose over Seth Rollins. It could have been El Torito that would have been champion. Uh, that got then, a big pop. Yeah, and then uh, Triple H made Kane the the gatekeeper of the match at the Extreme Rules pay per view. <laughs> Why'd you? you laugh? Know Really stretch for your jokes when you laugh at your own jokes. It's not a stretch, though. Come on, what, what's yeah. a stretch there? What's the uh, stretch? It's nah. the, from the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was it wasn't that much of a stretch? <laughs> he was the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, the gatekeeper. Yeah, screw you, <laughs> gatekeeper. Did you know? Did you hear about why he's not doing movies or anything anymore? His wife passed away. Yeah, like no, he like his wife Rick Moranis. His wife passed away, I think, from cancer. Uh, a f- while ago, a long time ago, and he, this was like after, right after he did like Honey, the Ice Shrunk the Kids two or something or Little Giants. His wife passed away. He completely flat out quit Hollywood just so he could become like a a stay at home dad and be with his children. Yeah, How, like that's why he hasn't been doing anything at all. He's just been living his life as. Uh, with his family, just wild. There, um, I mean, there had to be. No, he hasn't done anything. I mean, if you Wikipedia Rick Moranis, two thousand two thousand six, he he did the voice of bro- in Brother Bear two and Brother I, Bear two thousand three. But then before that, before that, uh, well, two thousand six, two thousand three. 2001, he did a, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie. 90, and, he, and then before that was 97, which is when he quit, which was Honey, yeah. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah. And TV, the last thing he did was Muppets Tonight, which was 97. Yeah, exactly. And that showed the two movies that you mentioned that he did in 2000s. Those are probably animated movies. Yeah, yeah. And he probably... He, there's a good um, chance that he did that so this way for 2000, his Yeah, 2001, obviously, is a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's, that's clearly... Brother yeah. Bear, that was animated. Yeah, he and may have done that so this way his kids could enjoy a movie that he's, uh, I guess, kind of in. And Miss Spider's, Miss Spider's Sunny Patch Kids, yeah, whatever that is with Brooke Shields. Rick Moranis is awesome though. Yeah, that's one of my favorite rides at uh, what what uh, what theme park was that? Did they had, yeah, they had Honey I Shrunk the Audience in um, 
Must have been MGM or or some I, Hollywood Studios. Now they took it out though. I don't remember. I remember the uh, the the park area that they had, where they had like the ant and they had just. Oh kind yeah, of, yeah, that too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I remember going in that one time and it started like torrential rain. Really? Yeah. So we we didn't get to go into it. And it was funny. Everyone's just running around Disney World with like, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's literally like pouring. Like, like pouring is an understatement. That's funny. Um, so next up, ooh, excuse me, uh, Naomi defeated Brie Bella. Excuse so me. I guess now the Bella twins are faces. Yeah, I mean, you knew it was going to happen at some point. It's just I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really see that coming. It just happened I, out of nowhere. I I saw them becoming faces, but I don't I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's, now that Naomi has her new attitude, I guess it's only right that if she's going for the the title, that the Bellas are going to be cheered in the, in the situation. Yeah. And now Na, now Naomi, because of this match, is number one contender for the Divas Championship. Because That's let's, a fact. Let's not forget that Paige was the number one contender. However, she is quote unquote injured and not suitable to wrestle. Yeah, and uh, I was impressed with Naomi once again. Yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I guess you'd call it maybe a bulldog into the turnbuckle. She did where she like did the the bulldog and like jumped out of the ring through the second the top and middle rope. Yeah, she has a nice like um, vicious streak about her, like where she. Could do a move or whatever, but the way that she comes across is like she's legit angry with doing the move and stuff like that. Like I really like her gimmick right now. And uh, even more so, what I liked about this match is that you can look at it and not even groan because it's a divas match. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, like oh, it's a divas match. Oh, whatever. Let's go to the bathroom. But nah, this is like these are good matches that are happening. Yeah, it's legit. So there's something happening in the Divas division that's that is increasing that that's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Next up you had catering. Uh you had you saw Heath Slater backstage eating yeah. his food. He, talking to Eric Rowan saying that he's going to accept John Cena's open challenge and become the new US champion, which got a nice reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Um and, uh Randy Orton. Yeah. He looked up and ate uh, RKO right through the table. Yeah, and then Orton looked down and ate a tortilla chip. Yeah. But I, I think what the, the best part of this whole segment, aside from the thought of Heath Slater being U.S. champion. Yeah, which is a nice thought for, for everyone. Was, I don't know if that sounds sarcastic, kind of. <laughs> no, it wasn't. See, that sounded sarcastic yeah, also. Yeah, see, but... I'm a good actor. I know. <laughs> no, you, you really aren't. Uh, fooled you. <laughs> but uh, I think that the best part of that whole segment was in the background, the rosebud dressed as a banana was sitting there eating a banana. I didn't see that, and I wish I did. Yeah, I, I saw really that. I started hysterically laughing. Well, I wasn't hysterically laughing, but that's pro- that may have been one of the best things WWE ever came up creative wise. If, if they created, if they I did, I wonder that. If, it, if the rosebud was like, "Hey, let me get a banana." I'm, I'm <laughs> I wonder whose call that was. That is very funny. Up uh, next, we saw Roman Reigns call out Big Show. However, Dave, you want to take this? Yeah, Roman Reigns. Wait, what? Yeah, who, Roman who, Reigns. Who came out instead of Big Show? Oh, <laughs> instead of uh, Big Show, Bo Dallas came out 
And he was all like, All you have to do is believe. Yeah, but and, he ended up getting hit with the Superman punch and a spear. Yeah, and then Roman Reigns was like, "All what, he, what does he usually say? Believe that. Yeah, he was just like, Believe that. Kind of like that. Maybe not. Yeah. But you could picture like what I'm saying though. No, I can't. Do you know how many people have just pictured Bo Dallas in the ring getting knocked out by Roman Reigns? I painted that picture. And Roman Reigns (laughs) is talking and mouthing out, believe that. So many people. Yeah, about that. So many people. You ask them. Ask them. Go ahead. Ask them. People? Yeah, ask them. No, I was going to get ready to ask the people. Yeah, do it. No, no, I'm good. Can we move on then? Sheamus defeated Zack Ryder via disqualification. But you already knew that. Yeah, we spoke about it earlier where uh, he had the ref ring the bell and then tried to... He had the mic and then he's like, I got to tell you something, fella. And then boom, bro kick. And then uh, he said he could pin him right then and there, but instead he continued to beat him up. Ryder, we we know, hit zero moves. Uh, I like that Sheamus was cutting a promo during the whole match. I was a big fan of this. And uh, and then before Sheamus could hit the the last bro kick, Ziggler ran down and, and hit him with a zigzag, which caused a disqualification. Who Although, was the last person that we saw cut a promo during the match with the mic? Uh, Jerry Lawler? No. I, Cena? If it wasn't like Miz or something, it might have been, um, I don't know, maybe primetime players? No, no, no. But I, I don't think this should have ended in a... a disqualification i think it should have been like a no contest or something or sheamus winning via ref stoppage given the nature of how the match was going it is very weird when they pick and choose whether it's a no contest or uh eq it's very awkward even after they announced that it was uh sheamus by disqualification jbl i think was like how did the ref come to that decision yeah so it's like oh i know Next up, you had John Cena's U.S. Open Challenge. Uh, this was a very exciting moment, especially for the live audience, because we, I mean, we were expecting someone else that didn't show up. Who Neville. were you expecting? Oh. Neville. I was definitely expecting Neville to answer the challenge, especially when uh, I think Cena mentioned something about the underdog or something. I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think he mentioned the underdog. So right away, Neville. And Kane's music hit. Kane made his way to the ring. And, yeah, John Cena picked up the victory. It was your average match. Nothing too special. It's exactly how I thought it would go. It's exact match. I mean, obviously, Kane's not winning the U.S. championship. Yeah. But uh, after this, backstage, afterwards, uh, John Cena was attacked with a chain by Rusev. I guess. Yeah, which was very random and weird. I mean, I, it's not so random, but... Yeah, not so random. But it, it was good. It worked. I mean, it could have been done in front of a live audience, but I like the shock value of what, what I thought was each promo. What I thought was even funnier was that they were interviewing Miz, and she goes, oh, no, we have to cut to John Cena, which I thought it should... I thought they were going to cut to Miz now. That's what I thought was going to be, because that, that would make the most sense. Why cut to Cena? But I guess yeah. not. But uh, speaking of Miz and Miz Dow, up next we saw Miz defeat Miz Dow. So Miz is now allowed to keep the Miz name and, and uh, what is it, the whole gimmick and everything? Yeah, everything. What's funny is I predicted this ending 
except not on the air. Uh, right before the match, I turned to my friend Josh, and I was just like, watch, uh, what's her face? Summer is going to turn on Mizdow. Yeah, and Mizdow blocked a skull-crushing finale from Miz, and was in between the middle and top rope, and Summer Ray scratched his eyes, and then Miz was able to hit that skull-crushing finale to win. It was a very quick match, too. Yeah. Which and, was kind of odd. And then Randy Orton came out and hit another RKO on Miz. Which was pretty cool, because I was watching Randy Orton come out, and he was like running in the back row of like the uh, lower level, like, he ran in the back row, but he was, like, covering his face. But, of course, everybody knew where he was. And then he got to the barricade, and he ducked behind the barricade. Like, on the um, on the hard camp side. I wonder well, if... Well, no, opposite the hard camp side. I wonder if... if um, you were probably sitting near Brooklyn Brawler. Um, I was sitting right by where they had all of the... Uh, the, um, the, the electronics. Yeah, I think that might be where Brawler sits. Maybe. I'm not too positive, though. But and, <laughs> and after that match, we saw Ryback defeat Adam Rose. Adam Rose. Uh, the only thing really to mention here was that after the match, two Rosebuds tried to attack him, but Ryback shell-shocked both of them. And then Rosa Mendez came out to check on Adam Rose. Yeah, I mean, it was your you expected it. Um, after that, we saw the main event, uh, Seth Rollins defeating Dolph Ziggler, where Sheamus came out and caused a distraction, and Seth Rollins hit Dolph Ziggler with that turnbuckle powerbomb that he does, and then hit what I guess is going to be his new finisher, which is like a modified underhook DDT of sorts. I don't see the double the underhook at all. It's well, just he, a straight on... No, he face buster he, DDT. He hooked one arm, so that's. I don't think he did. I yeah, think no, it's just he just definitely a, he definitely hooked one arm. I think he just does a uh, face buster DDT. No, the face buster would be smashing his face down, which like, is what like, he does. No, a face buster is like X Pac move. Yeah, that's well, not no, what he does. He, a face buster is anything that hits your face to the mat. So you're that's saying what he does, a so, the curb, so the curb stomp is a, a face buster. No, but he—that's what he does. He lands flat. Dude, I'm telling he lands you, it's, flat. It's, it's he a DDT. Bring them... Whatever. It's a modified DDT. Whatever. He lands on his face, though, not his head. Who lands on their face? The anybody? Anybody? Anyone who ever took a DDT lands on their face. Not in. Okay, never mind. Moving on. Well, what do you mean? Nothing. And that was the end of Monday Night Raw, correct? Wait, wait but exp I don't understand. Explain why why you don't think that's a DDT. No, I'm not saying that it's not a DDT. I'm just saying nothing. Never mind. I'm moving on. Well, after that, Seth Rollins cut a promo about being the man, and Triple H came out, and then Kane and uh, J&J Security and Triple H tried to hold Kane back, and the cage was being lowered. Orton appeared inside and beat him up, RKO'd, RKO'd him off the, the middle of the top rope. So that, I guess maybe they were looking to up the ante with that WrestleMania RKO. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't up the ante. I, I mean, know. it, was it, looked, a, it, it looked, looked cool, pretty, but it, it wasn't was, better than the other one. Yeah, I guess spot-wise, no, but it was still pretty pretty cool up there move. Yeah. Definitely was. Yeah. Um, that, that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that is Monday Night Raw. Moving on to SmackDown. 
Moving on to SmackDown. We saw Seth Rollins with J&J Security open up the show, and Rollins spoke about the RKO being banned and how Kane is the gatekeeper of the match, the pay-per-view, blah, blah, blah. Kane came out, spoke about how he could be the one who helps Seth win or lose, and Seth Rollins called Kane a suit, said that he's no longer a monster, uh, and Kane asked Seth Rollins to lay down for him in a match because he did it for Rollins, so it's just the... It's the right thing to do. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this entire thing. Kane went ahead, set up that match, which uh, Kane versus Seth Rollins went to a no contest because, uh, uh, well, actually, well, Kane started the match and Rollins refused, refused to lay down there. And I think it was probably the longest match I've ever seen without actual wrestling in it. Really? Yeah, I, it felt like three minutes worth of just going back and forth. Of the the bell rang, mm-hmm. no wrestling at all. Kane just telling Seth Rollins to do it. Finally, Seth Rollins laid down, and uh, instead of pinning him, Kane was like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding," and helped him up, and then set up Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. However, I thought that this was awesome, though. Yeah, I was a fan of the segment. Yeah, I was a big fan of the way that. Kane was very threatening. He was yelling. And Seth Rollins looked like he was legit petrified of Kane for a moment. Yeah. Where he actually laid down for him. And I'm a big fan of it because it really shows that Kane is powerful still. And Seth Rollins really, he's not powerful at all. He's just conniving and knows how to work the system. And I love that about both of their gimmicks. Yeah. And I thought that this entire segment worked very well. And uh, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose ended up not happening because Luke Harper came out, interrupted that, and uh, Roman Reigns ended up making the save there. So that was our setup for the main event. Mm-hmm. Up next, we saw one of the best matches I've seen in a while on SmackDown. Well, I shouldn't say one of the best. Yeah, well, oh, they've, yeah, they've had really good ones recently. Yeah, but this was it was still a really good match. One of the best I could say. It wasn't the best, but it was one of them. Uh-huh. We saw Dolph Ziggler teaming up with Neville to take on Bad News Barrett and Sheamus. Uh, I mean, Neville's exciting yeah. to watch. Ziggler is obviously great. I, I wish we got the opportunity. They gave us the opportunity to see Neville on Monday Night Raw. Um, but this match was a lot of fun. Hey, man, you got to see Bo Dallas. <laughs> that is true. Which, that no is no, true. no, knock at Bo. Come on. No, not at all. Not at see, all. See, that sounds sarcastic. But it isn't. So, this was a fun match. You got to see the flippy-floppy stuff. Um, overall, you see this stuff with Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't know. I mean, they didn't make any sort of announcement. Yeah. Daniel Bryan um, sent home, as we spoke about on the previous podcast. Now they're saying that he may be out of action for a few months with another injury. If this, in fact, does happen... Are we going to see – and he cannot compete on the pay-per-view this Sunday. I think we're going to end up seeing Bad News Barrett versus Neville for which the is, championship. Which is, I feel like, going to be lame because then just like that, Bad News Barrett's the IC champion again. Because I don't see them giving it to Neville, which would be – Oh, yeah, because Daniel Bryan's champion. Right. For some reason, I thought Bad News Barrett was again. I forget that. I guess maybe because Daniel Bryan hasn't really been on too often. I mean, he wasn't. Maybe I just no. No, he wasn't on Raw or SmackDown this past week. 
Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they go with it. I thought maybe they'll just do Benny's Barrett versus Neville and just cut Debray out. I don't know. I don't know either. It'll be interesting uh, come Sunday to see. I mean, the only other way around it is if you don't want Daniel Bryan to really wrestle, you can make it a triple threat match. And uh, that kind of eliminates Daniel Bryan from having to do all that much. Yeah. Um, but, next uh, up. Uh, but I, I also I have to say that I like that Bad News Barrett Sheamus team. I said that from the start, even before. No, I said no, but now I, I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, there, it's not like... I don't, when it's I not said, an every week thing, so it's... Yeah. And these are both really good wrestlers, and I think it's safe to say that the two of us are pretty big supporters of them. Yeah, uh, even, though, even, though, even though I'm five foot nine and Seamus is six foot whatever, and yeah, and Benny's Barrett has us blocked. Yeah. So uh, uh, up next, I I didn't want to mention Bray Wyatt's promo on Monday Night Raw, uh, because he kind of cuts the same thing every week. But this week on both shows, he had creepy music, like creepy sound effects, I mean, in the background, which was kind of like just like a Brandon promo, but whatever. Yeah, maybe he's ripping you off a little bit. Uh, but the, the main reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it'd be so awesome if there was like an animatronic Bray Wyatt attraction at some theme park. Like, no? You don't think Wait. so? Like I guess. Like at at Disney World, they have the the uh, what is it the the Carousel of Progress. I don't. I'm not familiar. The Carousel of Progress takes you over the span of uh, like the the decades or whatever, and huh. it's this one guy and it's this whole story. It's like the Fourth of July, and then it cuts blah blah blah. Next thing, next thing, next thing. It's Christmas, and uh, it's the same guy. They show him getting older and older, but it's it's an animatronic. So huh. I think it'd be cool if, like, you you sit in a in a in a in a theater that spins, takes you around, and it's like Bray Wyatt cutting these promos, kind of like the the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Now it has like now has Johnny Depp on it from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean the movie. Okay, an animatronic Depp. So it, it'd be cool to okay. see an animatronic Bray Wyatt show, even though what theme park would yeah. have that? I don't know, Adventureland. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> who do you think he's talking about I, I don't I, know I, I know we bring it up so often we're questioning it but I I'm still gonna mark out if it's Balor it's like who who is I mean I don't know I don't I don't understand if, if it is somebody on the current roster I don't understand because it's like do they even know that he's talking about them how about this one? Do they even know who he's talking about in general? Like, does Braden Wyatt even know? Does WWE or are they, know? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they just trying to buy time for Bray Wyatt to kind of just – and just throw any random person at him at some point? They're like, Bray, we're going to need you to cut promos. Yeah, be um, very vague. So this way we could throw pretty much any wrestler at all. Yeah, at ho- hometowns. Hometowns are banned. Don't mention the hometowns. Don't mention uh, any any moves that they do. Don't mention their height. Yeah, you can mention butterflies, but... But that's optional. <laughs> Which he did mention butterflies, I believe. But... Uh, oh, you had to see it. I was floored by that. Floored? Um, floored. You were floored by it. Damn it. Yeah, I was floored by it. Um, <laughs> and that was a flaw. Um, so I was floored by once Bray Wyatt's theme song hit and he was talking on the Titantron. Everyone 
whipped out their cell phones, and it just looks so cool. I've, I've been to WWE events with Bray Wyatt, so I, I don't know. know if I have. You have one hundred percent, but not in the not in a closed uh, arena. I don't think a closed arena. Uh, yeah, a closed venue. What do you mean I a think, closed venue? Well, how I think the last two times I've seen him was WrestleMania, right? <laughs> David, been open. where was Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania twenty nine? He didn't wrestle. He wasn't even uh, on the roster, was he? Oh, maybe not. That right, was when well, the, the Shield first debuted. Did, and then, did I even see Bray Wyatt wrestle yet? Yeah, we've been to Monday Night Raw with Bray Wyatt there, I think. I don't at know. The, at the Nassau Coliseum when, when we moved down, Ryder's dad gave us tickets. But for some reason, this was just like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't experience that before. Maybe, it's, just maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's because the, the hole in your throat was closing. Maybe maybe it was just because it was a new arena. It was smaller than uh, than maybe. the other arenas. Could be. Maybe uh, just that. I don't know if it of... actually is smaller, but yeah, who knows? But uh, I guess Finn Balor would be a great thing and be unexpected. Yeah. Even if we are saying Finn Balor now, that's still be unexpected. Yeah, big time. Up next, we saw Naomi defeat Natalia. Loving this Naomi. Yeah. Good match, just like Monday Night Raw. It's a yeah. it's a match that you could look at and not be bored with. Yeah, um, I definitely suggest if you're doing a new bathroom breaks, don't do it during a Naomi match right now. This one was also confusing though with uh, Natalia because it's like she's with Kid and Cesaro. It goes back and forth both weeks. Like sometimes she's heel, sometimes she's face. She's. I know in my in my mind she's a she's a, a face. Uh, I'm a heel. I'm sorry. She's a heel. Just because of her association with Cesaro Kid, I cannot see her at face. Right. That's exactly what I was saying. So Yeah. Uh, up uh, next, though, we saw the primetime players cut another promo, which uh, this time it was on Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, which these promos are starting to work against primetime players for me. I have to admit... I have not seen one of their promos. Yeah, well, some weeks, one week they're cutting on the Ascension, then it's the Matadores. This week it's Kid and Cesaro. And it's like, yeah, they're going through all the tag teams in WWE one by one, sometimes multiples in, in a promo, but it's it's wrestling. So you can't be great on the mic and not wrestle. Wait, you can't be... Wait, what? No, you can be great on the microphone... And not be a wrestler like Paul Heyman. Okay. But you can't be a wrestler who keeps cutting promos and not wrestle. You know what I mean? Well, it depends because look at okay, yeah. I understand if you're out there if you're if you're out there and you're injured like CM Punk was and he's cutting promos and not wrestling, that I'm fine with. But if week after week the only thing you're backing up what you're saying is with more words and not and not actually going out there and wrestling and winning matches, that's just pointless to me. I'm not when it's repetitive because, I mean, even if, like, we've seen it a million times, even if it's Paul Heyman or CM Punk, the promos do get stale and old. Even if it's touted right, right, and right, right. by everyone else. But I'm saying if, if you're two pro wrestlers and you're cutting promos on everybody each week, you're not going out there and wrestling to back it act- to actually back it up. Yeah. 
So that's no, and there's no reason why they shouldn't be because of which I feel like that's the same thing I'm saying with Bray Wyatt, but I feel like Bray Wyatt's not necessarily the person that needs to wrestle every single week. Who can you really put him against right now? Exactly. I mean, so. you you kind of have to buy time for Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt's like a Cesaro, where if he's not in a tag team, you could pretty much pull the trigger and he could be a main eventer. And you don't want to really waste him and have him start losing to really uh, anyone. Yeah. So, so it's one I'm of fine with things. the – what? It's one of those things that it's like I'm fine with Bray Wyatt going there week out, week week after week, promo, yeah. promo, promo, even though they do get repetitive. But primetime players, you got to back it up. I mean, of course, I'm not watching every single promo that he's putting out there, but I'm also – I'm fine with it. Yeah. So, next up, you had a, what do you have? You had a match between Ryback and Rusev. Ryback picking up, no, yeah, yeah Ryback no. picking up the victory by DQ. Yeah, because Rusev went ahead and hit Ryback with the chain in the middle of the match. Dude, that suplex that uh, Ryback did to Rusev. But why, that, I don't know why, impressive. but why is everybody saying like, oh my God, that's strength that Ryback shouldn't have or whatever? Actually, it's, it's impressive from both people because Rusev has to steady himself up there it's not just Ryback it's a balancing act between the two wrestlers yeah I guess that's true so you like really you have Ryback kind of steady keeping him steady on one side while Rusev still has to steady himself opposing that pressure that Ryback is applying to him and the two of them just it worked yeah this was a, a really good match too and uh I guess in in this instance I'm okay with the DQ finish because I what were you going to say? I was going to say that I am, but oh, what did you think about the match? Like, Rusev is going in against John Cena, but Ryback got a lot of offense. Like, it was really a power and that's, match. And that's, that's the reason why I'm fine with the DQ is because Ryback has tons of momentum that they can pull the trigger with him at any time so he can be the main event. Okay, so so really, if it was anybody else, it would be bad. But because they're so equally matched, it's cool. Right, like I said, okay. they had for like the house shows <clears throat> were being advertised. I think was Rusev, uh, not Rusev. It was Seth Rollins versus Ryback. Yeah. So if they're gonna have Ryback in that WWE Championship scene soon, then obviously, if he has this momentum, he can't lose. And then Rusev obviously can't go into a match. Uh, against Cena with a, a loss on SmackDown. Yeah. So. But I, I thought, it, like, as we said, it was a fun match to watch, especially. They just made it fun to watch yeah. overall. Uh, next up, you had Kofi Kingston defeating Cesaro. What I think is dumb here was having New Day cut a heel promo in the ring, having fans boo them, and then dub booze over Cesaro and Kid's entrance. Yeah, because they're let's face it. Well, those are the faces. Like you, clearly, clearly Cesaro and Kid are getting cheered. Yeah, I don't know why they refuse. Why they like they want to go against the green, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't understand why WWE and the, the they're they're clearly edited in, edited in booze. Yeah. So. I, I just don't know. That, that goes back to the same thing with Natalia, where it's like, I'm not sure why she's facing this person one week and then that person the next week, where she's playing face, heel, face, heel. Mm. And it's like, 
Cesaro and Kid here, they're Kofi Kingston's clearly not really the 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 baby face right now. He's cutting heel promos. Mm-hmm. People are booing him. People are cheering Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Why are they still dubbing in boos? Yeah, there's just go with it. They really have to go with it. But I, I think with uh, this goes back to with what I said with Neville and and that and the opening contest or, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Neville and Kid, uh, not Neville and Kid. Neville and Ziggler. That's funny. I say Kid. Yeah. I say Kid because Ziggler's always saying Kid. <laughs> oh, I in a million years I would have never guessed that's why. I didn't mean to though, but that's. <laughs> Because Ziggler's always, hey, kid, kid. Yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't have. But what I was going to say is that it goes back to Ziggler and Neville versus Bad News Barrett and Sheamus, where SmackDown's been having way better matches on SmackDown than they've had on Raw, I think. Or there have been better matches on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown definitely, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, look at Monday Night Raw, though. It's not like, like give me a moment, like... As you flip through, they really haven't been giving you too many. Like, there's a few weeks where they don't give you too many matches to be choosing from. Yeah, and sometimes the matches are, like, really quick. and It's, it's they, really promo-based. Yeah, Monday Night Raw has a lot more promos because of that extra hour. The extra yeah. hour is 100% just promo, 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 promo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even if it's not rarely, the extra hour, yeah. Very rarely is there, is there more matches. Even I mean, sometimes SmackDown has has little to no matches, but yeah, but, but it's not promo heavy, right? And I think this match between Kofi Kingston and Cesaro was really good, and yeah. I, I like uh, Xavier Woods got him, tried to get involved, but Tyson Kidd knocked him off the apron, and then Biggie Langston hit this huge overhead belly to belly on Tyson Kidd, and uh, Cesaro ended up kicking him, but that was. That was a distraction, and Kofi was able to hit him with the Trouble in Paradise to win. Yeah. Next up in your main event, you had Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns picking up the victory over Luke Harper and Seth Rollins. Yeah, another great match. Yeah, good tag team match. Uh, I thought it was funny and I guess maybe interesting when Dean Ambrose was in the corner hitting Seth Rollins and uh, with like the bunch of like the punches and slaps and whatnot, uh-huh. and the referee tried to get him to break it up and. At the end, when he broke it up, he turned to the referee and like and bowed to him. Yeah, I thought that was like, what? Who does that? It's like <laughs> almost like, yes, okay, I'm off of him. Yeah, I, I like the that the Superman punching too. How he rocked J and J Security with one punch. I don't that was even, really cool. I don't even remember that. J and J Security were on the ring apron distracting the referee. And then Roman Reigns came across and did one Superman punch going across both of their faces, knocking the two of them out. And then that's when he turned around to Luke Harper and ducked Luke Harper's uh, clothesline and then rocked him with a Superman punch. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't the end of like it wasn't the finish of the match, but it was during it. Uh, I thought that that was really cool. I think it's it's kind of always weird seeing the the members of the Shield in a match together and seeing how much that they've evolved. Or I guess in Roman Reigns' case, not really evolved, but how how far how how their paths went from being together to just separate and you know what I mean or not? Yeah, like each one of them has really no. You're right with evolving. All of them have evolved into better characters and better wrestlers. I mean, in their own ways, right? Roman and Reigns, the, the, the like, way the reason why I say or not evolved with Reigns is because he's still wearing the same oh. almost basic. Shield gear, even though it's 
it's not. I think it's because he's just out of shape. I don't know. I don't know. I think he has a gut hanging, uh, a gut problem. Not in 2K15. <laughs> you know, um, you yeah, but if you look reference. at it, like Seth Rollins, his promo cutting, <laughs> when they first started, yeah. like, oh no, Seth Rollins cutting a promo? Yeah, his promos have gotten way better. Yeah. Dean Ambrose is has really fine-tuned his gimmick to where he, he, it's just spot on to what it should be. And, and it, we see we see more and more newer, newer moves from Dean Ambrose that we didn't really see him using in the Shield. Yeah. So overall, it's just it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, but during the match, I think instead of having the match continue after Harper hit the two sidekicks on Rain on Reigns, uh, I think he should have just gotten a quick roll up victory there. So when it looked like Reigns couldn't defeat Big Show, I think it should have just been like sidekick where Reigns went into the rope and then uh-huh. he's like, I guess sprung off the rope and then boom got hit with another sidekick where Will yeah. Harper kind of could have stolen the victory instead of having Ambrose and Reigns go over. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and I, I would have liked for that. I would have liked for Harper to pick up the victory over Ambrose and Reigns. Like I. Yeah, because I Ambrose mean, last week, have... last week, last week, we said I'm almost certain Luke Harper wins maybe one match a month. So yeah, but all of his matches look amazing, right? And like, it's okay for Ambrose, a team of Ambrose and Reigns. It's okay if they lose to Harper and Rollins. It's but, not. But it's okay in the, in the, they need to they need to lose in a specific way so it doesn't hurt Reigns going into a match against Big Show. Yeah, but I mean. Because on, it is, it be is honest, a last be man standing match, though. So let's be honest: Roman Reigns being pinned up against Big Show is uh, going into a loss already, because it's not really helping him out at all to face but Big Show. During the match, though, uh, at one point, Mike Chioda started selling a leg injury after mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose broke up a pin. So I don't, I don't know if he tweaked his ankle or something, or if that was like legit. If he really maybe hurt his ankle, I don't know. Yeah, so that was interesting. But the the match came to an end when they were all on the outside of the ring, and Kane tossed Rollins back in, and Reigns got the tag and uh, hit the spear to win. Now the question is: Was Kane just helping him out so he didn't get counted out? Yeah, Kane was, was clearly going... Kane was clearly helping him out. He was clearly just being the gatekeeper. Mm. So I, I, obviously, that's going to come across as did he or didn't he? I kind of have a feeling that Kane is going to not screw uh, Rollins. No, I don't think he's going to screw Rollins. I think he's going to try and help Rollins and end up somehow oh. somehow helping him win. But I don't know how that's going to work. Does, does Randy Orton get disqualified if he hits the RKOs? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. They didn't even like, mention that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, What's banning Randy Orton from doing the RKO? Losing the match? I guess. I don't know. Me neither. But that was SmackDown. Yeah. Do you want to... Well, I guess we can't go into predictions yet, or do yeah. we? Well, no. Let's let's just take a break. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is the big deal Craig Steele, and you're listening to Marking Out. And we are back here on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, just to kind of wrap up the show, we got Extreme Rules this Sunday taking place at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. It's not Chicago, even though I guess, yeah, quote-unquote, WWE says Chicago's the Chicago area. 
But uh, Extreme Rules, right off the bat, we're going to have a pre-show match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defending the titles against the New Day, Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston. Which is funny because on, was it SmackDown, I think, when it was announced? Maybe it was either, I don't know, maybe it was Raw, where uh, one of the commentators were like, oh, we don't, it could be one of, uh, two of the three of them. Like, we don't know who it is yet. And, like, the picture of Xavier Woods was the same exact size as Natalia. That's funny. Like, come on. Yeah. Clearly it's Langston and, and Kingston. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, though. I agree. There's no, I mean, let's be realistic. There's no way New Day's walking out of this with the victory. I wouldn't say no way. I think it's no way. It could be one of those cheap, cheap uh, victories, even though I don't really see that. But Yeah. Up next, we have uh, a Chicago street fight between Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper. I thought this should have been a tables match, given the whole feud itself was started around the table the announced table pretty much yeah i'm gonna st i'll start this off i'm gonna go with dean ambrose in this one uh, i thought we were gonna have different picks i'm going with ambrose as well i mean I, I wish i was going with luke harper but let's i mean come on the guy's on a huge losing streak or at least uh career wise <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's up next you tell me I don't have the list in front of me. We have Roman Reigns versus Big Show in a last man standing match. Come I'm going to go with Reigns. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I'm going with Reigns as well. I mean, I, guy, I don't. I got, honestly, I don't think we're going to differ here at all. Yeah, coming off of WrestleMania, is Reigns not going to win? Come on. Yeah. We have um, Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus in a Kiss Me Arse match. I'm gonna go with Sheamus. Dang. Why is that? Obviously, you're picking Sheamus as well, then. Yeah, I was just right. Like, come on, though. Like, there's no possible way that you can't. Dolph Ziggler's you can't not have, gonna kiss his arse. Yeah, you can't have. The only way I can see um, Ziggler winning is if he wins, and then Sheamus he, he like goes to. Pull down his pants to let him kiss his arse, and Sheamus just bro kicks him to the back of the head. Dude, what if, what if what if Kid runs out and helps him? Not not Tyson Kid, Kid as in Zack Ryder. <laughs> yeah, I can't see it. That'd be a huge thing though, but yeah, but for how long? Yeah, well, maybe so, that's maybe that'll be a new tag team: Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder. Yeah, Kid and Zig. Up uh, next, we have the Russian chain match for the WWE United States Championship. John Cena will be defending his championship against Rusev. I am picking John Cena. Same here. Um, I, I wish, think that this I really US wish we were different here. Yeah, this US Open Challenge is the best thing that they have going. So to end it right now would be dumb. But what? I mean, I could kind of see. I mean. It also I mean, sucks if Rusev does lose because then it's like, geez, two pay-per-view losses in a row. Can this guy actually defeat Cena on a pay-per-view? I mean, yeah. he's done it before, but can he make this a routine deal? Now, can it can it also be in WWE's head that they've done enough open challenges to make it more prestigious that John Cena is champion? Not yet. 
So, um, I mean, I could also see Rusev winning, but then either refusing to the referee's order to get off the uh, camel clutch and or the accolade. <laughs> I thought you were say the camel toe. I was like, what? <laughs> and then um, having the decision reversed, I could see that happening too. Yeah, that that that's. See that would be like, the that would make the most sense. But I guess that's still John Cena winning in the yeah, long end. That would make the most sense though, because you I don't you can't have Rusev lose. Yeah, I, I think that that would be the best thing is if Rusev wins by accolade, but then refuses to let go and oh well he wins by touching out touching everything, and then locks in the accolade post match, refuses to let go, reverse the decision. That's a so. difficult decision to reverse there though, because it's. Especially because it's the chain match, so that's not yeah. really a possibility either, I don't think. I don't know. That I can see out. them reversing it or, or calling know. it a no contest. I don't know. Up next, we have Nikki Bella versus Naomi for the Divas Championship. I And a change differ here? I, I would hope that Naomi wins, but I'm going to pick Nikki Bella. <sighs> Just because see, I, don't, I don't want it to cheapen her... Her reign as champion. How long has she been champion for? Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, this is her second time being champion. I know that. And I'm kind of tempted to go with Naomi in this. Just, but, but why? Well, just because she is on such a mean streak right now. And she has been going after... Well, she hasn't really been doing anything with... Uh, Nikki, won the, Nikki won the championship at Survivor Series in November. So in November, wow, she's been championing that long. Yeah, 150 plus days. Hmm. To think, will she lose it now? I would like to see her beat AJ's record, which is at 295, I, 295, I believe. Yeah, I can't see that happening. I don't know. You know what? <sighs> I mean, you got okay. the you got the Usos out basically. The I'm end. going with Naomi. Okay. And that's another reason why, because the Usos are out, uh, and it makes makes brings her to relevance. And I think it's kind of time to uh, switch everything when it comes to uh, all of that. Uh, the champion wise. Uh, up next, we have the. Do we have it? The Intercontinental Championship on the line. Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barrett. This is the, def- the um, difficult one. Yeah, I'm going to go with no contest that it's not going to take place. Yeah, somebody's going to get hit before the match. Daniel Bryan gets taken out. Match never happens. No, like they announced that he cannot participate. Really? You don't, think, you don't think it's going to happen where it's like they're about to start the match and boom, somebody takes him out? No, I, I think that they're, they already stated on WWE.com. Um, where is it? That he was undergoing testing to see if he would be able to even compete on Sunday. So I think that they're going to run with that. And potentially, I I, I don't think that the match is going to happen. So we could say no contest, but if the match actually does take place, who do you want to, who do you want to pick there? I'm going to pick, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. I know it's so tough because on one hand you want, uh, bad news Barrett to win because, you know Daniel Bryan's going to be out for a while, but then if Daniel Bryan loses, it's kind of, as you said before, it cheapens his title run. Right. So, I mean, if the, the match does happen, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. 
All right. Oh, you said Bree, right? No, Nikki. Whoever the champ is. I did say Nikki. Okay. And it's so, funny if 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 Naomi lost that match on Raw against Bree, would that make Bree number one contender? Like. Yeah. Right. I guess we're not supposed to think about those things. Mm-mm. Um, all right, so with that match, you're going with Debray. I'm going Debray, but probably won't happen. If and, it doesn't happen... And, wanna... and they change it into a an open uh, challenge? I don't see that I happening don't know. either. Yeah. Uh, we have the main event taking place for the WWE Championship. Uh, in a steel cage match, RKO is banned... Where Kane is the gatekeeper. Seth yeah. Rollins, WWE champion, defending it against Randy Orton. It's got to be Rollins. I agree. I'm going Rollins. So we only differ on one thing? Yeah, Naomi Nikki. Um, I mean, we, it's difficult to not pick. If, if that Daniel Bryan match gets turned into a triple threat to include Neville, I could see Neville walking out as champion. That's the thing where I can I can absolutely see that because of how how uh, on fire he is. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like it goes back to why are Kalisto and Sin Cara about to win the number one contender spot in, instead of New Day? I think with that, it's just because maybe they just want to do. It was a great way to get the New Day over as heels. Right, exactly. But, and but it was, it's, it was like that same, it's that same thing where it's like, I, can I really see WWE in 2015 giving the Intercontinental Championship to somebody who just debuted like that? Well, I think that within the within two months, within three months, we're going to see uh, Kalis, the Lucha Dragons, as tag team champions. I don't know. I think that they will be the ones that take the championship off Cesaro and Kid. I mean, Cesaro and Kid have only been champions since, I think, February. So Yeah, but I don't think that they have to be champions for that long. I mean, they still have a great uh, reputation that they're maintaining. It's not, like that, it's not like they're the Ascension or something where they're going to tinker off if they're not... Uh, if they're um, not tag, tag team. Yeah. I can see Lucha Dragons winning it within three. I mean, you know? so, so far, though, I mean, aside from the Usos... Before them, Miz and Mizdow were tag team champions. They kind of... That they, was awful. What word did you use? Tinkered off? Yeah. That I'm, was, I'm that was that awful, word. though. Because look at, look at that entire scenario now. You had all of that with Miz and Mizdow, and they lost to the Ascension. No, they didn't lose to the Ascension. They lost to the Usos. Yeah, but they lost to the Ascension earlier that oh, night. Oh, right, right. Earlier that night, yeah. Earlier that night or later on that night? It was later Early. on. No, earlier on or was... I don't know. I can't remember. No. Was it was earlier? It? I don't know. It was on the same day that they lost the championship. Yeah, but but and then so. before that, Goldust and Stardust, so that fizzled out. And Dud did nothing with. There was so much to do with Stardust and Goldust, and they stopped. Uh, and before them they had the Usos, then New Age Outlaws. They were back for that hot quick minute. Yeah, but that was only to help with the younger. That was well needed, and that it did exactly what it had to do. Right, but it's like these teams—they come and go because we had Cody Rhodes and Goldust before them. The Shield that that was a, a pr- prominent team. Team yeah. Hell No, that came and went. Kingston and R Truth that came and went. 
Primo and Epico, that came and went. And by the time we're back to that, that's 2012. Before that, we had 2011. We had Air Boom. Evan Bourne, where'd he go? Yeah. It's crazy, the list of tag team champions, that it's just like it it, it goes up and down, that there's not that set team. Do you think the that Usos, there should the, so the you think that brothers. there should be longer title reigns? I I wouldn't mind longer or title more reigns. or more team. variety in in names. Maybe more more teams to to fight against the champions. Team okay. Hell No had a, a great title run. I think yeah, so. they they were tag team of the year. I think in our eyes. I mean, they they held the titles for a long time too. So it's yeah, they, not... they they really they really were the people that kick started the tag team division. Yeah, because yeah, exa- absolutely. It, it was Kane and Daniel Bryan that kickstarted, and then it faltered out once Kane and Daniel Team Heldo broke off. Well, Team Heldo, when, Team Heldo dropped the titles to the Shield, so that's when it really started getting picked up. Yeah, but then it dropped off really quickly, and that's why New Age Outlaws came into kind of. Uh, well, after Shield was Cody Rhodes and Goldust, and then New Age Outlaws beat them for the title. Yeah. Then, then they built up the Usos. Yeah. So, and then Goldust and Stardust won them. Yeah. Um, anything else? Any outside the ring? Um, not not too sure. They released DLC so. stuff. No, they didn't free. release any. Yeah, they didn't release, but they're doing like if you use a code within if you a certain get the amount code of time quickly. Like if you're the first person to get the code, then boom, you got the DLC for free. That's that's dumb. the dumbest thing. Yeah, they, it's just offer it to all. They no. Well, if you're gonna do it, don't just like offer it to everyone. Now they have the the mobile version of 2k15 out yeah they're doing the computer version i think unless that's, it's out no, that's i think coming out soon or maybe okay i don't know when exactly but um let's see any outside the ring news i don't think so i think it's just not really i mean there's the tna stuff where i guess people are just getting paid for their work from february but they already got paid for march but not february that's weird like, yeah, their entire payroll is just weird. And rumors have it that the morale in the locker room over the pay is very uh, in the dumps at the current time. Is Kurt Angle going to submit a tough enough video? He might as well. Um, I, 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 know, know. I know tonight's Impact. Last week's Impact, they aired a, uh, a tag team, not a gauntlet match, a tag team like a title, kind of like a King of the Ring, but not. And uh, Hardy Boys won, so they're now the tag team champions there, which is cool. First yeah. time TNA tag team champions. Yeah. So. Uh, and then I think tonight they're doing the same thing with uh, women. Not yeah. Us. So I saw I saw Cherry. What's her name? Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I saw her. That's the one from CZW. Um. Yeah. She's yeah from the East Coast. Yeah, from the videos that I watched with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she was with the team tremendous and stuff. Yeah, she she's gonna be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gonna be facing Jade and uh, Marty. What is it? Is it Marty Bell? Yeah. It's yeah, Bell. it's just spelled differently. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hideo Tommy and CM P- cracking jokes with the CM Punk and Young Bucks. How Young Bucks tweeted out about super kicking and finishers and stealing them. Then CM Punk tweeted out saying about it, something like he didn't steal, he never stole finishers. And then Hideo Tommy chimed in saying how funny CM Punk is. I don't know. There's really not that much else to be talking about and covering. 
So, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you to everyone in professional wrestling for what you do on a daily basis. But also thank you to everyone that promoted us in the week of professional wrestling. Make sure you go check out Eric at Montreal Broski sending us a picture of Brandon's clever, clever tweet that I <laughs> I thought you were uh, gonna say a picture of Brandon's cleavage. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> also go follow John at Mr. John Faust, Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj, the PTE show at the PTE show, Evan at Evan Bordner One. B Montem B at NYWC underscore sign guy. Josh at Van Dam Breaks You. Nick. Oh, yeah. Nick at Nick Matocho and Robert at Dude Felice. Um, yeah. Good looks on promoting us. Much appreciated. Really? And just Good tweeting looks. us questions. Yeah. Good looks on the chocolate cake. And then also um, go check us out. Go check us out on the United Podcast Network. Go listen to them. Go listen to the other podcasts on there uh, at United Podcasts. And also go check out Jason, uh, good old Jason from NYWC and the Long Island Ducks. You can go follow him on Twitter at JLinick. And he actually has a recap show of NYWC's April Rain. Uh, we were unable to attend and we were unable to uh, find any results to cover it. But you can get your dosage of. Let me, fi- I mean, you find any results. He had the results. He told. That's what. That's what the video is. So yeah, go there and hear the results. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't have it to cover on the our podcast. But you can go listen to his uh, YouTube show and go support him for sure. And go check out NYWC NYWCWrestling.com and go support them as well. Brandon, do you have any say anything else to say? Like any shout outs? Brandon shout outs. Robert De Niro. Wanna fuck me? Bob Saget takes the uh, first shout outs. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why did you start laughing? <laughs> we just had a whole conversation then went into Bob Saget. But uh, I saw him last week perform uh, stand up and I think that he puts on a great comedy show. So if you've watched one of his stand up specials or both of them before and enjoyed that, I think you should definitely go see him. They're very dirty. Yeah, and if uh, if you've seen one of his specials, then you know that he is not Danny Tanner. Mm-mm. But uh, he may be Danny Tanner soon. Uh, you see that they they signed to Netflix, Fuller House. Yeah, I, I saw, but I'm not really caring. How do you not care? What were you? What were you? I don't know. You what? What'd you watch? You didn't watch Full House at all as a kid? No, I did, but it's I don't. I just I'm not gonna watch it now. Mm, well, you don't have Netflix, so you can't watch it. Yeah. Now, so bam roasted. I mean, I'm I'm not watching that new Boy Meets World stuff. It's Girl Meets World, and yeah. Uh, whatever. Next shout out goes to John Mellencamp. I saw him perform this week at Carnegie Hall. It was awesome. Except, I mean, he was awesome. Carnegie Hall wasn't. Everyone's like, oh, Carnegie Hall's this great big thing. I didn't find it so special. Right? You ever performed there? No. You ever been there? Or no? I actually performed there. No, you didn't. Yeah, back in elementary school. No, you didn't. Yep. No, you didn't. Yep. To do what? Um, To do the, uh, what is it? What is that? Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Are you buns. kidding me? 
What is that called? Hot cross buns. No, what is the <laughs> instrument? Recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a recorder concert. Are you serious at Carnegie Hall? No, I'm not serious. See, you're such why a would you, dick. Why like, would you believe that? I don't know. My dad's friend performed there. Yeah. He was as a kid. I think he did. A, he had a, a piano recital. So I don't know if you were that good at <laughs> recorder. If you had a recorder no. concert or something. I was actually thrown out of music class because I played so bad. They were like, he's playing with a different bone. Yeah, my my prof- <laughs> my, my uh, teacher told me to pl- stick to playing the radio. That was it. Really? Was, yep. He said, stick to playing the radio. They were like, uh, we we need to see you uh, in in our office. Y- your son David here. He's been he's been playing with the other flute instead of stop. <laughs> yeah. Well. But, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with Carnegie Hall. And, uh, my last shout out goes to Jeff Garland on this week's episode of the Goldbergs. He dressed as Andre the Giant's character from the Princess Bride. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. You ever watch, uh, the Goldbergs or no? Nope. I hate that show. Why is that? Uh, I saw one episode. I wasn't amused. I think you should uh, retune in. Nah, I'm good. Did, did you like Modern Family right off the bat? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. that was our show this week. Take us home. Be, be, our, country, be our country roads, David. No, I think you should take it home completely. Yeah, no, I think you should. Uh, I think you're better at taking it home. Taking it home. Speaking of taking it home, you could follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash out. Remind everybody else to watch our videos on YouTube. And wow, you really... Yeah, okay, so you do it, dick. <laughs> Go so like nice. us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow me, Dave the Rave, at all the ladies crave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. You can also go check us out on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes and on the United Podcast Network and whatever else you can download podcasts onto. Make sure that you subscribe, rate us, comment, listen, share it with your friends, share it with your parents, with your family, with your girlfriends, boyfriends, enemies, teachers, everyone. Neighbors. Neighbors, and you can go check out all of our past episodes at markingout.com. And nope, stop, stop, collaborate and listen. Mark out moment of the week. Oh. <laughs> so it's time for our Mark out moment of the week. Weak jinx. Just kidding. See, that's not how jinxes work, but that's how you think they work. Quote on. Is it how I think that they work? Yes, because that's what it happens every single time you try and jinx me. And do you ever follow it? No, because you don't jinx me. So I do jinx you, but you just assume that I did not. No, 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 you don't jinx me. You you say like, oh, now it's time for the mark out moment of the week. And then you scream weak jinx. See, that's See, not, I, you screamed jinx. You didn't even scream weak. I said weak. No, you said jinx. No, I said that after. What did you say? I said, jinx. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
So what is what is the markout moment of the week this Brandon's week? Brandon's not allowed to speak right now because no one said his full <laughs> name. Okay. So, so that's not even how jinxes work. It is. No, it isn't. Jinxes have to, you have to say the same thing in order to be jinxed. Jinxed. No. <laughs> that's not how it works. I just ha I just got it on you. You know what? I'm disappointed nobody mentioned that thing that we blew up laughing at last week. What was that? When you uh, you added some extra commentary to my shout-outs. Yeah, that's Jinx. No. Got you're, him. You're really bad at guessing what I'm going to say Next. after. NXT. No. Close. So the mark-out moment uh, for you is? Is seeing Lucha Dragons live in action. Getting to do that Lucha Lucha chant. And oh, yeah, it was you? very cool to did see. You, did you actually do that? Yes, I did. Uh, it was cool to see uh, Kalisto uh, wrestling live. Oh, and I, I did mark out for that Bray Wyatt stuff with the uh, Fireflies, he yeah. calls them, right? Yep. That, I, was, that, I was actually really jealous of you that you got to see Kalisto wrestle live before I did. Yeah. That's definitely very cool. Uh, I think you marked out big time over the fact that NXT announced house shows. They're going on the road. And they'll be going on the road coming up to Albany. At the Albany Armory Center or something like that uh, in May. So they're going to be bringing Kevin Steen. Eh, not Kevin Steen. He's not around anymore. They're going to be bringing Kevin Owens. Yeah. Sammy Cal well, not Sammy Callen. Solomon <laughs> Crow. Sasha Banks. Charlotte. And whoever else. But it should be pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's nice that NXT is finally going on the road. Road, Jinx. No. <laughs> I know they're they're also going to Philadelphia. The, and, uh, the, the arena? No, because okay. I think they they claim that the arena is too small. Mm. So uh, they have a few other house shows for NXT lined up. Um, what I assume is going to happen is once it gets a little closer to SummerSlam, like maybe later or maybe mid May, they'd announce. Mm -hmm. Or or late May, late May, somewhere in May, they'll announce something for uh, New York City. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool to see NXT. I'm trying to see how many people could fit in this NXT. That it's on May 16th. How many people um, we could fit in doing the Kevin Steen? Oh, I mean Kevin Owens. Yeah. Is that what you're gonna do? No, I'm curious to see how many people they fit in the seating. Oh, at the at the armory. Yeah. Oh, they actually oh, wrestling seating chart could not be uh, downloaded. Yeah, but go to the the concert one. I know they're having a concert there. Yeah, they have a few of them. Yeah. So what's the? It's pro it's probably a bigger place. It's like I assume it's almost like the place that we saw um, ROH when we were down in Mania, except it'll be a a much better layout than. I, I still don't get that layout. Even if it was used for roller derby or whatever, I still don't understand how. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that they use it for roller derby. Oh, it's three three thousand to four thousand three hundred people. Yeah, so it's like a TNA regular show. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to crap on it, TNA, but currently the home of interesting. It's currently the home of the Albany All Star Roller Derby team. For many years in the 1960s and 70s, the Armory hosted the WWWF Wrestling Association owned by the McMahon family. Wow. The Friday night cards were always a sellout. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, so that means that there can be people who were, who had parents wrestling on the show, or no? Is that not possible? WWF. I don't think maybe grandparents. I don't think Curtis Axel will be working a show. Mm, maybe. I don't. I don't know. Do you, Do you know? I don't know, but what I do know is that it's time to close the show. Closing the show. Officially close the show, I should say. Officially closing the show. So, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Follow us on Twitter at out at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, watch all our other videos and all our videos in general on YouTube. And if you have anything to submit for a musical interlude or something like that, out one at gmail.com. And uh, what else? We wish, wish you, you the... the, the, the best, best of luck. luck. In your future endeavors. Have a great week.